You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. I'm glad you're with us today. What we're talking about today is thyroid health. Because so many people come to my office with thyroid problems that were diagnosed. Countless others, I'm sure, I'm guessing, have thyroid problems that they haven't had diagnosed. Because one of the problems is we can diagnose the thyroid with blood work, but there may be other things going on, what we call subclinical reactions. And so we do a test called a a Dutch test, which is a urine test, and we can test not only your thyroid hormones, but are they being broken down properly? Are you passing them out properly? Are they uh, they being stored? It's a really much more in-depth test. Uh, We do a a Dutch test for thyroid as well. But that being said, a lot of people have thyroid. Now, the information I'm going to give you today is good for everybody. It's not just for people with thyroids. If If you've listened to me before, you know I'm very proactive. I want to fix things, A, before they break, and B, I want to get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. So let's start with food triggers. There's three foods mainly that can trigger the thyroid, but this goes for any autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, Sjogren's, anything where the body is attacking itself, multiple sclerosis. So the three main food triggers that really mess with the, with the immune system are going to be gluten, dairy, and corn. Now, it's not to say that other foods aren't problematic. Of course, they are. But these are the three ones I really want you to consider eliminating. I would like everyone to eliminate them. Because I'm going to talk about leaky gut in a second, how it can cause problems with the leaky gut. And these are the three foods that really are the most allergenic, the hyperallergenic foods. Gluten is the most common allergen. um, And dairy, of course, they probably tie right up there. And so there's a few reasons for this. Gluten has become a real common allergen because proteins like wheat, barley, and rye contain this gluten. And gluten is broken down to two components, gliadin and glutenin. Don't worry about the big fancy words there. And they can they we have a real tough time breaking them down in the human digestive system and it's gotten worse as time goes on which i'll explain in a second so if we can't break it down properly it can cause something called leaky gut in just about everybody now when i went to school a couple hundred years ago we i remember dr richard lord teach me about something called leaky gut and it was unknown i'd never heard the word before and medically it was being poo-pooed that's ah, but you malarkey, I was going to say something else. Um, it doesn't really have an effect on the body. But what we're finding now is modern research has found out that this is a true thing. And in many places in your colon, it's only one cell thick. That's the lining of your colon. So if you do things that cause an inflammatory reaction like wheat, barley, rye, corn, dairy, it can cause an inflammatory reaction. And that gap between those cells can become loose and open up. 
when a gap opens up, you start to absorb big chunks of uh, protein, fecal matter, bacteria, viruses into the, immune, into the blood system. Now the body says, what is this thing floating around in my blood system? I don't recognize it. It's a foreign protein. So now the body starts attacking these foreign proteins. And when the immune system starts attacking foreign proteins, sometimes uh, if there's an issue, it, start atta- it starts attacking you, starts attacking your own body. So that's why you really got to cut these things back. Now, some people might get away with eating gluten. Some people say, well, I eat it. I don't have a problem with it. That's a clinical problem. Subclinical can cause a problem. So I, what I suggest when it comes to thyroid or pretty much everybody, let's cut out the wheat, the dairy, and the corn. Let's say 30 days. Play my game. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So what? You didn't eat wheat, barley, and corn for a while. Uh, wheat, wheat uh, uh, dairy, and corn. So let's see what happens. And at the end of 30 days, go back to eating it again and see what happens. And if you start noticing I'm gassy, I'm bloaty, I'm tired, of brain fog, I have fatigue, my breath stinks, um, uh, diarrhea, constipation, then you realize that you're having a reaction. One of the issues we have when we talk about food sensitivity is that people don't know they have it. I had a secretary one time. Uh, uh, her name was Nisla, and she had celiac disease, horrible celiac disease had no idea she had it. And I remember her telling me the story, and it really had an impact on me. She said, I thought everybody had uh, multiple bouts of diarrhea every day. I didn't know it was abnormal. She goes, I I pull up to the fast food restaurant. They knew who I was. They'd have my order ready for me when they saw my car pull up. And it was always, uh, you know, a muffin with uh, eggs and bacon, uh, diet soda, coffee, you know, the standard stuff, waffles, whatever it was, pancakes. And she couldn't do wheat and dairy. And she was eating wheat and dairy multiple times a day. And she was overweight and she was sick all the time. And she just thought, well, everybody feels this way. It's just just normal. When she was diagnosed, she realized I was doing it to myself. So what you might consider normal might not be normal by simply eliminating some of these foods. Again, dairy, uh, some people have a direct sensitivity to dairy, but it's very possible that one or more of those dairy proteins can cross-react with the wheat. So if you have dairy by itself or wheat by itself, you put them together, it can even be worse. Now, some people might do okay with raw dairy. Uh, My main office is in Georgia. You can't buy raw dairy for human consumption, so that's not something we can do here. And there's also something called ghee, G-H-E-E. And I learned about this years ago from a friend of mine who taught me meditation. And ghee is you take butter and you boil it for a long time and you keep scraping off the foam on the top. And after a while, what's left is ghee. It's a purified or a clarified butter. And people think, well, that's okay. That's better. It still has the proteins in it, the proteins that we can't break down. And that's where the problem comes in. So I'm not asking you to give this up forever, although kind of backdoor, I kind of am. But just give me a shot. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. What do you got to lose? You got nothing else to lose. Now, the other research has shown that proteins from corn can also cause celiac-like reactions and cause inf- inflammation. So uh, alternative, it's, it's alternative pathogenic mechanism, it's called. But the bottom line, it still causes those problems. So eating, in other words, eating corn may cause a reaction just like wheat. So I've had people that were told uh, they're celiac, they can't eat wheat, and they eat corn instead, and they keep having reactions. And the doctors say, well, I'm not sure what's going on. Well, dairy, wheat, and corn. Okay. But let's not focus just on diet alone. Now, if, if you're 
Just tuning in, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. I'm talking today about a protocol for autoimmune conditions, specifically thyroid today, but this kind of floats across all autoimmune issues. Now, diet is really important, but there's also lifestyle changes. Uh, You can test positive. You can do your thyroid test, and you have all these uh, positive tests coming back. But what we have to do is we have to address the autoimmunity. So what causes the autoimmunity? Why is my body attacking itself? Number one, genetic predisposition. You might just have a genetic predisposition to it. I know that because there's a family member of mine whose mother and grandmother have a thyroid issue. And when she was born, uh, she was super cute. Big eyes, super active, cuddly, high energy. And I remember one day I was holding her as a baby and I felt her heart boom, 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 up against my chest beating like crazy. And big, beautiful eyes. And I thought, wow, this kid's really cute, but something's wrong with her blood pressure, with her pulse. So I remember watching her nap one day and her eyes didn't even close all the way. So didn't put it together right away, but then I thought, wait a minute, her mother had her thyroid removed. Her grandmother had her thyroid removed. She had Graves' disease. Um, Let's run a test on her. And sure enough, she had genetic Graves' disease. And Graves' disease causes this hyperactivity. And the heart race is so fast that it can go, it could come out of rhythm and she could actually die. So pretty serious condition here. So genetics have a big play, a uh, big part in, in the whole thing. An environmental trigger, it could be chemicals in the air. Uh, it could be your food, of course. And uh, the increasing what we call intestinal permeability, that leaky gut syndrome. And that's a problem. So as you know, you can't change your genes, but we can help the autoimmunity and remove the triggers and heal the gut. Now, let's assume you have Graves' disease and you had surgery, had your thyroid removed. So you're on medication for the rest of your life. Absolutely, you need it to survive, of course. But that doesn't mean you still don't have a genetic predisposition to other autoimmune problems. So one of the arguments I had with a patient one time, I had my thyroid removed, so what? doesn't matter to me anymore. I don't have a thyroid. I said, yeah, but you still have the gut permeability issue that is possibly there. And your body's propensity to attack itself. So we got to look at that too. So we got to look at food. We got to look at stress. We got to look at chemicals. And we got to look at infections. If you have a yeast infection, uh, if you have a tooth infection, all these things can trigger autoimmune issues. Specifically, we're talking today about the thyroid. So as you can see, one of the main categories we talked about is food. So food can trigger uh, by itself. A certain food might be your sole trigger, we call it. And limiting that food might help reverse the autoimmune component of it. So that's why I say let's cut out the wheat, the dairy, and the corn and see how you feel. And if it didn't work, well, it didn't work. Now, if you're going to eat wheat, dairy, and corn, I wish you wouldn't anyway, but if you do, I'm going to recommend organic only because I'm going to cover this a little later. But when I was a kid, wheat was not sprayed with something called glyphosate. Glyphosate is a weed killer. And what we do now is we spray it on wheat and oats very commonly um, because it kills it. It makes it easier to harvest. Well, the residual glyphosate is on the wheat and the oats, and then you're eating it. And what happens is glyphosate does a lot of different things, but one of the things it does, it can kill off the good bacteria in your colon, and the bad bacteria, actually, too. It acts almost like an antibiotic. And now, if we don't have good bacteria, those cells in the colon can become weak because the bacteria helps protect the cells, and they can start to separate, causing that gap in between the cells, leading to leaky gut syndrome. And leaky gut is so 
prevalent in our society, and it's not really talked about. And so that's why you got got to be careful with that. So as far as we know, if food is the only trigger, you just have to get rid of it. So if you avoid the foods, like we said, gluten, dairy, corn, uh, your symptoms resolve, your thyroid panel, your antibodies normalize, then you know that food was the main culprit. It's not a genetic issue. It's not an environmental issue. If your symptoms don't improve, then most likely there's other triggers as well, aside from the food. Now, another thing with the thyroid, the thyroid has to have iodine to work. Now, if you ever do blood work on your, on your thyroid, they're going to test something, uh, thyroid-stimulating hormones, and they'll test the thyroid hormones. And the thyroid hormones are called T1, T2, T3, and T4, mainly 3 and 4 what we're looking at. What does the 3 and 4 mean? It's how many molecules of iodine are attached to make that hormone. So if you don't have iodine in your diet, the body has a real tough time making these hormones. Most people, their only source of iodine is iodized salt. Now, you've heard me talk about salt before. You're not supposed to use table salt. And table salt is the one that's iodized, the white salt. Now, you can use air-dried sea salt, Celtic salt. Um, those are good, but they still don't have high source of iodine. And the reason we iodize salt is many years ago, people in the Midwest, not near the ocean, were getting goiters. Their thyroids were getting really big because they didn't have enough iodine. So somebody smarter than me, I guess, came up with the idea, what's one food that everybody eats? Salt. So let's put iodine in the salt so that people don't get goiters. Well, it worked. But that doesn't mean your thyroid is working at its optimum level just because you don't have this big swollen thyroid called a goiter. So we want to get iodine. The best source of iodine is going to be sea vegetables, seaweed. Now, how many people eat seaweed every day? Sea, not a lot of you. Seafood will have some in it too. Uh, I'm not a fan of seafood though. So sea vegetables, uh, seaweed, is, kelp is really great, great source of iodine. So I created these two supplements. One is called Dr. Joe's Super Greens, and one is called Dr. Joe's Essential Source. And when I created these supplements, one of the things I added to both of them is seaweed or uh, uh, sea vegetables. You'll never taste it, I promise you. It doesn't taste like fish. It's not Very small amounts, but it's iodine that's so necessary for thyroid function. It's another reason why I say these are the minimum supplements most people should take. Now, they're on the website, drjoe.com. And they're two powders, and I mix a scoop of each, and I mix it with coconut milk, almond milk. A little, I have a little jar. I shake it up. I add some vitamin D to it as well because I take vitamin D every day. You should too. And I drink it every day. And I can't imagine starting my day without it. I always say it's the minimum supplement you should take every day. Prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, complete multivitamins, sea vegetables, raw fruits and vegetables in a powder form, chlorella and spirulina to detoxify the liver, again, iodine, omega-3 fatty acids. I wanted to make the ultimate supplement, in my opinion, and that's what I did. So those are on the website, drjoe.com. I think you should try taking them. There is a disclaimer on there. If you're on blood thinners, just read the disclaimer. I explain what to do if you are. It's very simple. But other than that, most people do extremely well with Super Greens and Essential Source. So they're on the website, drjoe.com. You can order them right there. We usually ship the next day. So um, if you don't know anything about me, by the way, I'm board certified in chiropractic. I'm board certified in orthopedics. I'm board certified in pain management. I'm double board certified in nutrition. I have a BS in nutrition. I'm a retired dietitian, certified in traumatic brain injury. I've written two books on nutrition. Uh, I've been in practice 38, 39 years now. I've missed a half a day of work in all that time. Uh, radio show host, television show host. I've been on Dr. Oz's show. He's been on my show. So we're very well known in getting to the cause of your healthcare problems. So if you have an issue, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, digestive issues, uh, nutritional concerns, make an appointment to come see us. 
Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We'd love to be your doctors. Let's get to the cause of your health care problem. Now, there's no promises or guarantees that we can fix everybody, but we got a really high success rate. So go to my website, drjoe.com. If you're in Atlanta area or you want to come visit us, you can make an appointment. Normally, the first visit is $940. I've reduced that for my listeners to $299. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first treatment, and going over the x-rays on your follow-up visit and a complete nutrition evaluation. And then if you are a candidate for treatment, we talk about further care. If not, we don't. Uh, whatever you decide to do is up to you. It's no high sell, no high pressure. I want to get, tell you why we think you're having those problems and what we can do about it. So if you're just tuning in, again, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, website drjoe.com. We're talking today about thyroid issues. So we talked about eliminating foods like wheat and dairy and corn, and let's do it for 30 days and see if that helps. Uh, we talked about glyphosate, which is a weed killer, and it's so common, and it's used on so many different things. I mean, of course, it's used... Um, for, you know, in, even in your backyard, if you have a lawn spray, a weed killer, it's probably glyphosate. Most of them are, but it can affect the thyroid and the immune system by killing off the bacteria in your colon, not killing it totally off, but really destroying it. And so eating foods with glyphosate can cause an imbalance in what we call the microbiome. That's the bacteria in your colon. And that can set the stage for chronic health conditions, especially autoimmune diseases like Graves and Hashimoto's, which we're talking about today, the thyroid. It's also important to mention that glyphosate can inhibit something called cytochrome P450. These are enzymes, and they play a big role in detoxification as well as the production of bile salts. Now, bile salts, uh, it's, it's bile, and it helps break down fats. And if you don't make proper bile salts, you may not be absorbing your fat properly and breaking it down properly. That can lead to a whole other issue too. Now, if you have your gallbladder removed, you're not storing bile salts, obviously, um, there is a supplement I recommend. <clears throat> it's called Colacol. If you send me an email through the website, drjoe.com, uh, send me an email, just say, you know, a uh, supplement for gallbladder. Uh, I'll send you a link to the brand I recommend. And uh, it, help, it replaces your bile salts, basically. And I tell people, if you don't have a gallbladder, I, I think it, if it was me, it'd be a law that everyone has to take it, this, these bile salt supplements every time you eat something fatty. Could be an avocado, could be nuts, could be a steak. Of course, I don't recommend you do that. Butter, cheese, you need to take it. And when I give it to people, most cases in a couple of days, they'll come back to me and they'll say, oh my gosh, my whole life has changed. I feel so much better. You need your gallbladder. You're not going to die if you have it removed, but it's really going to affect your health dramatically. So that's why I recommend that. But send me an email. That's not what this show's about. But the glyphosate can affect the body's ability to produce that. Glyphosate can cause mineral deficiencies, and studies show that it chelates or it binds to things like copper, zinc, iron, calcium, magnesium, and manganese, and so now you can't utilize them, and so it can lead to nutritional deficiencies as well. So you can just assume you have glyphosate in your body. Just, just assume there is. There's tests you can do, urine tests and stuff, but just assume you have it and then act accordingly. So you want to stay away from corn and uh, wheat, uh, uh, corn, wheat, and dairy, because that's good source, big sources of it. Um, it's usually used on genetically modified foods. We genetically modify the food so that we can spray glyphosate on it so that we can kill the weeds but not kill the plant. Soybeans, another one. Um, so if you're going to do any of those foods, wheat, dairy, corn, soy, I do recommend organic only, which won't have the glyphosate on it, or better yet, just don't eat them. You don't necessarily have to see a problem with gluten to have a problem um, with the glyphosate. In fact, some people, if I take them off wheat, they do better. 
And then if I put them back on things like spelt, which is a form of wheat, very low gluten, organic, it's not the wheat that's causing the problem. It's the glyphosate causing the problem. So I've heard this story many, many times before. It's just a good idea to avoid it. It just is what it is. So it's not a good idea to put it in the body. Why would you want to put a toxin in your body? So you know now that most commercial, a lot of commercial wheat and a lot, a lot of commercial oats have this problem. So try to avoid the wheat. Spelt is an option for, for wheat. Sprouted wheat is another option that breaks down some of the, uh, the gluten. Um, sourdough can also help break down some of the gluten, but it's got to be organic. When I was a kid, the word organic didn't even exist. Now it does. In fact, you have to label the, bad, the good stuff and not label the bad stuff. It should be the other way around, my opinion. So it's common to hear stories that people can go to Europe and eat wheat and not have a problem because they don't use glyphosate and they haven't hybridized the wheat. It's not genetically modified, it's hybridized. So again, don't worry about the semantics there. It's just really a good idea to avoid it at all costs because even if you're eating bread, it's still basically sugar. So if you're going to eat bread, sprouted organic bread, maybe you could try that. Spelt, maybe. Um, those would be better choices. Gluten-free, but many times it's, it's still eating a lot of sugar, basically. Another thing that you can do uh, if you're worried about thyroid or any autoimmune condition is you got to manage your stress. Now, there's three types of stress in the body, chemical, mental, and physical stress. Chemical stress is your diet, your environment. That's what I'm trying to tell you to do. Go to my website, drjoe.com, and type in, so what can I eat or what can I eat? And there I did a whole lecture on what you can eat. Okay, it's pretty simple. It's about 40 minutes. It's free. And that'll kind of give you the guidelines as to what to eat. Chemical stress, again, is the environment and food. Physical stress is usually back pain, neck pain, knee pain, foot pain. Folks, my team of doctors and I are really good at getting to the cause of the problem and not just treating the symptoms when it comes to pain. Not everybody, but we're really good at most people. So once again, make an appointment, drjoe.com. Let's try to get to the ultimate pain management is getting to the cause of the problem. And I am board certified in pain management. I'm the only chiropractor in the whole state board certified in pain management, actually. And non-surgical orthopedics and nutrition and you know, chiropractic, of course. And so when it comes to physical pain, we're really good at that. And then you have to look at uh, emotional stress. Many times emotional stress is linked to your digestive system. If you're not absorbing nutrients like B vitamins, amino acids, you can't produce something called neurotransmitters in the brain. Neurotransmitters are the chemicals make your brain work. And so we always say if you're depressed, it's a serotonin issue. Well, there's two ways to approach it. Number one is utilize a little bit of serotonin that you're producing. Another approach, what if we just make more serotonin? And we do that by, in many cases, by fixing the stomach. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, many times we can pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm, very simple, and increase your body's ability to break proteins into amino acids. Then we make sure you're getting enough B vitamins to methylate or convert those amino acids into neurotransmitters. And we see, in many cases, great results. So anxiety, depression, bipolar, ADD, ADHD, uh, we talked about anxiety, um, all of that. I've never in my career of 38 years of 39 years found anybody who didn't have a digestive issue when they have emotional issues ever. So getting the gut fixed helps tremendously in most cases. And then we may talk about uh, supplements, Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, digestive enzymes. I take digestive enzymes every time I eat a cooked meal. In fact, I made pea soup yesterday, split pea soup, one of my favorites, uh, of course, all plant-based. And I take digestive enzymes when I eat that because I'm at my age. I don't have the enzymes to break those things down like I used to. 
Now, raw food has enzymes in it, so you could just eat raw food, of course, but I don't eat all raw food. And so I eat plant-based. I don't eat any animal products, but if I eat anything that's cooked, I'll take a digestive enzyme. It's really quick. It's really easy. It's really cheap, and uh, I just don't know why everybody doesn't do it. So managing stress is real important uh, if it comes to the thyroid, but any autoimmune disease, because if you're stressed out, it weakens the immune system, and then the immune system can't do its job. It has to stay focused. All right, folks, I got to go to break. If you have any questions, send them to me through my website, drjoe.com. We've got a lot more to cover. Drjoe.com, there's a little bot there. Just send me any questions you might have. Follow me on social media, please. I post health tips every single day. One-minute tips, that's all, real quick. Uh, it's at Dr. Joe Esposito, at Dr. Joe Esposito. And if you're a veteran, we're on your veteran referral boards uh, list. So if, you, if the VA refers you to us, they usually pay for your treatment. And we love treat, taking care of veterans. So, folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Again, the website, drjoe.com. Uh, we got so much more to cover. And I want to be your doctor. I want to help naturally get you well and keep you well. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.